Hi church family, welcome to Wednesday night prayer time together. It's always good to come to this moment of time and just stop and be able to look at God's word together and pray and seek Him and find peace in Him as well. You know, peace is a very important thing that we all need each and every day of our life. And that peace only really comes from deep trust in the Lord and drawing near to Him. Pressure can come on all sides of us and that pressure can either drive us towards the Lord or drive us nearer to Him. I like this uh, quote, and it's here, it's from Howard Taylor, um, and here's how it goes. It says, it doesn't matter how great the pressure is, what really matters is where the pressure lies, whether it comes between me and God, or whether it presses me nearer his heart. And that's so true. We are called to go through difficult times, but the difficult times should drive us closer to the Lord. I know that this coronavirus has lasted a lot longer than most people wanted to last, many more months than we really wanted to be here. And we've had friends and family members, many of us, who have suffered through the virus and many of them have recovered and some of them have tragically have passed away. But all that pressure, what we should do as a society, how we should keep ourselves safe and all the different types of protocols that's been put in place, sometimes feel like pressure, right? But pressure should drive us to the Lord instead of driving us away from the Lord. We can still trust Him. God's still upon His throne. He, none of this is taken by surprise, and God is still faithful in the midst of adversity. I want to go back to a scripture that I've read you know, many times, and I might have even read it in the last few months, maybe two or three months ago when coronavirus first uh, landed here and became part of our culture. But it's a passage in Matthew chapter 6, and it talks about how we as people should always be thinking about eternal things and storing up treasures in heaven, and then the Lord shifts, as Matthew, the author, shifts his idea about what the Lord's saying, about how the Lord shifts from store up treasures in heaven, now think about how we can live each day resting in his love and his grace and his mercy and his power, and not let stress and anxiety drive us away from the Lord, but draw us closer to him. And so it's found in verse 25 of Matthew chapter 6. Therefore I tell you, don't worry about your life what you'll eat or what you'll drink or, or about your body and what you'll wear? Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? Consider the birds of the sky. They don't sow or reap or gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they? This passage of scripture, and we'll pause there before we read the rest of it, always reminds me that God loves me and God is looking down upon me. That we don't serve an abstract God somewhere out there in space. But God is paying attention to each of our lives individually. He knows us. He's formed us. He shaped us in our mother's womb. And he wants us to, to know that he loves us. And that he wants us to live for him and trust him in these situations of life. When the pressures of life and the stress of life and, and the anxiety of life kind of builds in our hearts. To let that go and trust him. Because we are great value in his eyes. Can any of you add one moment to their lifespan by worrying? And why do you worry about clothes? And so there's a great little line there. Can anything be solved by worrying? Worrying doesn't solve anything besides add more stress. If we can learn to have peace and walk in peace that comes from knowing God and God intimately and trusting Him, worry seems to vanish away. Worry is really caused by all the what-ifs. What if this happens? What if that happens? If that happens, what if that happens? And we begin to let our mind race all over the place. 
and then worry begins to build in in our hearts and bubble up and begin to basically overwhelm us instead of letting us be able to conquer over worry. And he goes on to say, Observe how the wildflowers of the field grow. They don't labor or spin thread. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon, which was a very mighty king, had a lot of wealth, in all his splendor was adorned like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and thrown into the furnace tomorrow, won't he do much more for you, you a little faith? So the Lord takes care of the grass, and takes care of the trees and the flowers and the birds and all these other things. He loves you more than all those things. He'll take care of you if you trust and live in his way and his will and realize he is watching over you, the great almighty God. And he continues on. So don't worry saying what will we eat or what will we drink or, or what will we wear. For the Gentiles or those who don't know the Lord, they seek after these things. But for us who knows the Lord, we should find our hope and trust in him. So the Gentiles seek eagerly after these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. So he knows what you need. He knows what he needs to provide for you. Our lives are not a mystery to God. He knows every single detail about our lives. He knows the hairs upon our head. He knows when we're going, when we're coming. He knows all what we're doing. He's seen us every single moment of our life. Every moment that we're awake, every moment that we're asleep, he's watching over us and taking care of us. And so he gives us these great words. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be provided for you. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And so what this passage teaches us again is that pressures, they want to bring us away from God. But if we don't let pressures do that, we should let pressures push us towards the Lord and seek His righteousness. If we're really diving into God's Word and we cling to His promises, and we're really focused on God and His power and authority, knowing that we can trust Him, anxiety... And pressures uh, should not bubble up to take over us, driving us away from God. But they should be things that we really realize that we can conquer over by trusting in God. And so that's my word of encouragement for tonight before we pray over some things for our church. I want to celebrate with you a few things about what's going on. Uh, some things that have even happened since we wrote a letter out to you today. Right now we're at $81,387 pledged as a church family. That's amazing. Thank you so much. We've already received $55,665 towards our repairs of our B-Wing building. And so because of that, we're able to go ahead and begin to already have a contract of getting the facade changed out and getting the bricks redone that were falling away from the wall and go ahead to get those big windows replaced. And hopefully, if we continue raising money, we'll get all the rest of the windows replaced and then head towards working to fix the retaining wall that's caused some flooding to happen every year at our church. Anyway, I want to say thank you. We also need to pray for some people that are going through uh, recovery from surgeries this week. Again, pray for Melissa Burns. She had double knee replacement today, so she's going to be recovering and trying to go through therapy. We also have Sharon McGill, who just had knee surgery on Monday. She needs your prayers. We also have Lynn McKenzie recovering from COVID, and she fell and broke her nose and broke her foot, and she needs our prayers. And also I want to remind you to pray for Bill Solomon. He lost his sister. She passed away this week, and so he's traveling now to go be with the family. So pray for Bill Solomon. We've also had some other things that we've addressed by uh, emails a day and in, in kind of in-house as a church family. Please refer to the voicemails and the email to catch the rest of the prayer requests. And there's one or two uh, 
ones that you really need to pay attention to and pray for those families as well. So I want to pray for just in general for our country and for our nation that we'll be able to see peace reign in our nation of all the tension and adversity that we see. I want to pray for our church that will continue to be a lighthouse set upon the hill. And I want to praise the Lord for making uh, a way for us to begin to raise this money to be able to repair the things that need to be repaired. And we're going to pray for the ones that uh, I just mentioned. So let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we want to pray for our country. We want to pray that, dear Lord, you will let us have a great revival that will sweep across the land. All this venom and bitterness and hatred and evil would all subside if we all loved you, cared for you, want to live for you, and follow the golden rule. Father, we also want to pray for our church that we will be that voice of truth that will glorify you, that will raise your name up on high, no matter what the situation around us, no matter what kind of pressures that comes around us, that we'll always move towards you and never away from you. Father, we want to pray for all the families, dear Lord, are going through difficult times this week by a loss of loved one or some people are battling COVID this week as well and so we pray for them for healing that Father that they will get strong and healthy again. We also pray Lord that you'll be with all those recovering from surgeries and let their therapy go well. And Father, I want to thank you for what you're doing among your people here that we're still striving to make a difference and minister in the middle of all this situation and Father, we're also in the middle of trying to repair your house and make it ready for the future. So, Father, we want to thank you for putting on the hearts of people to give. Continue to let us move towards that goal together that we'll raise the money necessary to finish the repairs and move towards the needed renovations that we need in the future. Father, we thank you for your many blessings again. Thank you for your love and your grace. In Jesus' name, amen.